Did you know there is a type of sales opportunity with a success rate of 91% and that most salespeople are missing those opportunities every single day? Welcome to Serving Not Selling. And here's our big idea. When you build more relationships, you have more leads, more leverage, and more life. Finally, you can build your business on your terms by cultivating relationships and serving people with consistency and intention. Let's get into it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Serving Not Selling. We are glad that you are here with us today. We are going to be talking about the purpose of practice. We just had a great interview with Jim Remley. You are going to love hearing from him. He is a phenomenal, phenomenal man. Mm -hmm. I had the honor of being on his podcast, and then we invited him back to ours because he's just so great and has so much wisdom, has been in the industry a long time. You genuinely are going to love. So you got to check it out on Thursday. He dives into the 10 minutes to kill, which is essentially how you are ready to perform when it's time to perform. When you're at that listing appointment, how do you make sure you are ready to perform at the highest level? And so today we're going to talk about what is it like and what's the purpose of practicing. So let's dive in, um, but uh, let's start with our typical dad jokes. Uh, Tyler, uh, you know, give me what you got, man. Let's make it a good one. Oh, I love it when you introduce and then just like team me up for content that I'm not the best at. So here we go. All right. <laughs> um What's orange and sounds like a parrot? A carrot. Yeah, I like that one. But um, but, uh, I need, I need, I need to, I need the like laugh track. We should have that teed up. We right? should next time. Yeah, yeah next we should. Time. I know. So, but my question for you is, what's ET short for? Because he's got tiny legs. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. Oh, buddy, you don't need a laugh track right. for your own jokes. You laugh enough. That's at true. Those, You're so. right. I agree. I, I do agree. With that. <laughs> yeah. You know, the reality is we just lost half our audience. So one person, yeah. uh, right. but uh, you know, for the other person that's still here, we appreciate <laughs> you. No, for real. So, but, but let's talk about the purpose of practice. And, and again, I think Jim made so many good points that is going to be an encouragement on Thursday as people listen to it. But if, for those of you who are coming back to this episode, we're still going to talk about the purpose of practice. Listen to this, not a teaser. This mm-hmm. is a teaching episode. And so, so jump in Tyler, again, it, being a professional athlete for 10 years, what's mm-hmm. the purpose of practice, right? There's the mm-hmm. famous Allen Iverson interview, which so many people have heard. You're like practice mm-hmm. talk about practice, man. Mm-hmm. Not right? a game. And like, yeah, not a game. Not a game. Not a game. We don't about practice. What a great yeah. interview. Yeah. But yeah. but what's the point? Someone who's doing it well, an agent who's like, I've got this down. I'm good at this now. What's the point in practicing? What does that look yeah. like? Uh, that's a that's a really good anecdote to jump in with too, because one, it's it's a great interview, just absolute classic. Um, yes, but he's a phenomenal example of I, you know what I how I reference this to you, but there's certain super freaks out there. Alan Iverson was one of those super freaks who he could just show up and ball out. Now I'm not pretending like he didn't practice like crazy. The whatever happened in that backstory, that interview, that's to himself, he's earned the right to have a little bit of privacy, but um, he's hung up on that because he doesn't need to practice as much as somebody who isn't a super freak, the 1% of the one percenters out there. To me, I so I was fortunate to play at a, at a pretty high level with a lot of guys that were super freaks like that, that would have likely gotten there one way or another, just because they were supremely gifted. And there are people whose jobs is to go out and find people like that and put them in a position to succeed across 
athletics, entertainment, certain industries where talent is is above the rest. And shoot, even in other things, there's headhunters and, and recruiting agencies where it's their job to just find talent and put them in a position to succeed. For the rest of the majority of the population, we have to find what we're really, really good at that we what we do at a high level and maximize that. Right. So we're not, we don't, we're not all of us are talented enough to just show up every day and absolutely kill it and be the best in the world at what we do. Um, but even to take that a step layer, a step deeper practice in general, whether you're a super freak or you're just really, really good at what you do, trying to take that next step and execute at a high level practice creates respect. Uh, it, it shows that you're, you're respecting the performance, right? Like you're, you're not just planning to show up, knock it out of the park, take it for granted. Because as soon as you start adapting the mindset of, I don't need to practice that much. I'm just going to show up. I've done a hundred of these things. Well, if you're not evolving, if you're not improving, if you're not getting better, then everything around you is constantly evolving. And more importantly, other people are nipping at your heels and chasing after you. So if you leave the door open to opportunity to let somebody else kick it in or come in and take advantage of, you know, you have a listing appointment and then right after you, somebody comes in who's more prepared, the likelihood of them executing and performing in that moment, if they are prepared and have practice, is going to be a lot higher than yours, even if you are super talented and a super freak. So simply put, Practice allows you to not get in the mindset that you don't need to do it, that you're you're too good. And it creates this. Um, if you if you stop, if you start avoiding practice, it can subconsciously tell you that people should want to work with you. There's this should, there's this deserve type nature that comes in. And there's this because I am so good at this, I don't have to do this. People should always want to work with me. And that is that is smoke and mirrors. It's a lie. And more importantly than anything, it's not about the client. It becomes about you. Think about the practice that comes into those relationships. When you're investing time and being at your personal best, you're also investing time so that you are your best for the person that you are trying to serve. A huge motivator to me when I was playing and why I practiced at the level that I did and you know, did the whole cliche, treat every practice like a game. I, I still firmly, firmly believe in that. But I played a game my entire life did the same thing every single day for a very, very long time. And the biggest motivator for me in those practices was what it meant to my teammates, what it meant to the people that I'm trying to serve, that I cared so much about serving them and being at my best when it was my turn to take the ball, that I treated every practice as if it was, you know, world, the world series in a, in a responsible way. Cause I had to take care of my body. You have to take care of your mental bandwidth. You have to take care of your energy, but from a mental standpoint, every practice was just as important because I cared so much about the people that I was playing alongside and in turn serving. And so as agents and as people in, in the workforce, that's the same type of mentality that we have to take into everything. It's so much bigger than just what you're putting in to get something out of it. It's what you're putting in so that the gains can be reaped uh, across your team, across the table. Um, and, and, you know, I, I'm going to hand the mic over here to you because I've kind of rambled a little bit. I talk a lot about this all the time, but from a, we want to talk about leadership. That's what phenomenal leaders do too. Like you're creating this level of respect and intensity and intentionality that just it's, it, it breeds, like it, it grows, it, it, it spreads and it's very, very contagious. But in the same way, if you're treating practice in the opposite, somebody like maybe and not a game, but a practice type ma- mindset, you're not on a team full of super freaks that can have that and then absolutely kill things. And it creates a terrible culture. That's why there's so many times. 
times where super freaks, people don't want them on their team because they're uber talented, but the mindset that they show up to with every day, if that starts getting contagious, great leadership recognizes that not everybody else on the team or on the field can perform with that same type of mindset. And the team actually gets worse. You see, you see that all the time in sports and that's, you know, the field that I'm know best, which is why I'm speaking into it, but it's a phenomenal example of seeing what bad attitude, bad mindset, bad approach to practice, how that manifests into success um, in a competitive landscape. What do you think G? Yeah, no, I think, uh, the, re, the, the all all very good, you know. I, I think like so when I think about practice, I I think of it from a perspective, and I love like I never honestly thought about it from from what you talked about the perspective of practicing is how you are intentional about showing up good for the people around you, right? It's not just about being the best, so that's the only way you can really do it. It is about showing up as best as you can for those that are around you. So if you're the best listing agent, if you're the best buyer agent, which for the record, there's literally only one Mm -hmm. and I'm no doubt it constantly changes who's number one. Right. And so you probably aren't the best statistically, Mm -hmm. right. Just taking a guess out there. But even if you were the only way to stay the best is to continue to work on yourself. Right. Michael Jordan always said something to the extent of, you know, it was hard to get to number one, but it was even harder to stay there. That's right. right? You always had people with a big, you know, uh, they're trying to catch you constantly. Like you said, and if you're not learning, if you're not letting getting better, they will catch you and they will surpass Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. But from a perspective of just trying to be as good as you can be is practice and getting better. I view practice in, in a practical way. I view practice as it's my intentional effort to fail so that I can succeed right? Practice is my intentionally failing so that I can succeed. I mean, so much of what I've learned and read and experienced is, and we talked about this, but failure is the only way you succeed. You got to try things and it's not going to work. And then you figure it out, you know, again, from an athletics perspective, let's say you're shooting a basketball, you shoot and miss. You're like, okay, why did I miss? Okay. Maybe I need to tweak this or tweak that or whatever. And getting out there and saying, I'm intentionally going to miss shots, right? Not, not that I'm trying to, but I know I'm going to take shots and miss over and over and over so I can get better. Mm-hmm. When I was an agent and uh, or I, I am an agent, I don't know why I say when I was <laughs> an agent, as an agent, when I, no, when I first started, that's what I meant. When I first started, especially, I would literally be on the way to a listing appointment. I would get to that house an hour early, literally an hour early. I'd sit in the driveway. I had a CD that I listened to that was a listing presentation that sounded similar to the one that I would want to do. And I would listen to it, the entire thing, right? I would get it in my head. I would practice over and over the certain kinds of phrases I wanted to say right? How I wanted to say them, when I wanted to say them. So for example, when we'd sit down finally after touring the house, I would actually practice in my mind, say, okay, how can I present this? And I would sit in my car by myself, pretend like I'm pushing my stuff away and say, hey, before we even get started, what fears or concerns do you have going into this process, Mm -hmm. right? Like I would practice in my head what that was going to look like. I would practice then what my next step was, which was if I had a magic wand, it could give you the ideal scenario for your move. What would that look like? Great. Let's talk about pricing, right? I had it in my head. Let's talk about pricing. Great. Now let's talk about how the market works. Awesome. Now let's talk about how I work, which is by referral, right? So I was constantly practicing to be better and better Mm -hmm. and better because I wanted Mm -hmm. my conversion rate to go up. And I just wanted to be better for the people around me, like you said. Mm -hmm. And I'm a huge advocate too. And I know you are too as well, T, but huge advocate 
for me, the whole purpose of why I'm trying to do this at a really high level is primarily, right? Well, I want to honor the Lord first and foremost, but primarily is to serve my family. And mm-hmm. my family is better served when I'm a better version of who I am or or more talented at the things I've been given skill sets in, mm-hmm. right? I can't just listen Please don't audience, but go back and listen to literally the first episode of this podcast. Terrible. Right? You didn't actually, actually, when it was me and Mark, you didn't even hear the first episode. It was so bad. We recorded it twice, deleted it. And then finally on the third try, we're like, this is decent enough to put out there. And it's terrible, right? <laughs> but we were practicing. We were trying to get better. Guess what? We've hired a podcast coach, right? We are intentionally doing things to work on and develop and practice and build that out. So I think the whole concept, and, and like you talked about, Tyler, but the whole concept of too many times as agents, we're playing we're practicing while we're playing, right? Mm-hmm. Our playing field is the phone call. Our playing field is, you know, at the buy at the the buyer uh, uh, consultation. Our our playing field is in the kitchen with that seller, and we wonder why it doesn't work. Well, because you're not prepared, um, and and that's just it. Practicing mm-hmm. is preparing, and the best people in the world continue to practice because I have never once done anything without a flaw, mm-hmm. never, and it will never happen. But I'm mm-hmm. going to try to keep going and keep mm-hmm. getting better. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way we continue to, to compete with the world around us. What did you see Tyler too? And, and I, I think I know the answer, but you know, the people that you played around that were at the highest level mm. and were incredibly good, which I think applies to the real estate world too. I imagine they even, you know, 15 years in Albert Pujols is of the world, right? For anybody who knows, like he's over 40, he's phenomenal hall of famer for sure. I imagine that guy practices all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. Like what did you see from those people around you? How consistent were they and just trying to get better? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is just as you're asking that question, I was thinking about a couple of different things, but the irony in it is as a teammate, as somebody on a team in the biggest moment possible, I can tell you that the answer of who do you want up to bat in this moment or who do you want on the mound at the end of the game um, in the biggest situation, typically if you if you surveyed a full team or the entire league, the most popular answer is going to be the most prepared guy on the team. It's not always going to be the most talented person. I've played with many, many guys who are who were really, really talented and didn't show up when the lights were the brightest because preparation and practice creates confidence that talent cannot create. Talent creates Wait, so, false- so, say, say that again, sorry. Preparation and preparation and practice creates confidence that talent can't begin to create. And and the reason why is talent, talent can create false confidence because, because talent, and we've talked about this on the podcast though, because talent, talent creates um, an image of who people think you are, right? So when you're, when you're super talented, people tell you that you're the best, you do things at a, at a, at a really, really elite level inconsistently, but you have this, perception that has been handed to you because people think that you're fantastic at what you do, but over the long run practice and preparation um, creates confidence that, you know, that you can compete at the highest level because you've done it. 
you've gotten to those positions where you've pushed yourself to failure, like you're talking about, G, you never know your limits until you fail, right? You never, if you're just practicing and you're comfortable practicing all the time, or you're comfortable when you're playing, then you've, you've self-imposed a ceiling that you don't even know what your true potential could be. You never, you never have the opportunity to grow or burst through that unless you absolutely fail. And who should be failing in front of a client or at a listing meeting or within a relationship? You should never be failing in those places. You should be failing at, a, at your own cost, which comes in practice, right? Yeah, like it, you should, you should never be treating the person sitting in front of you as a dry run or mm-hmm. like, what does that tell them that, you know, you, you got their name wrong or you got the house listing, you know, the address inaccurately, or you stumbled over, you know, you forgot to ask a question that was super important and you neglected what was most important to them in the process. Like nobody would sit here and say in their right mind, that actually cares about the relationship. Nobody would sit here and say like, ah, that's no big deal. No, in hindsight, if you care about the people that you're aiming to serve and you're in this business to truly serve, which is why we're here and why we're having conversations like this, then you would beat yourself up over something like that. Now, it's going to happen. Inevitably, we all, we're all imperfect. We fail, we mess up. How you handle that is with humility. I've also seen at the highest level of people who are the most humble, are the people who practice the most because they recognize that they're not perfect. They recognize that they're not the best. And so they push their limits. They recognize their fail and they care so much about it. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to put a yeah, pin in it there. There's more, but it's no, good. Yeah. There, I mean, there's so much more to that. And I think, you know, you, you made me think about, I mean, one of the reasons this is exactly what we teach is people don't make decisions. Consumers aren't picking an agent based on who's the best agent. They're picking an agent based on who do they like and who do they trust, mm-hmm. right? And and in in this context, exactly what you're talking about, Tyler, the, the reality is the, the best agent, if the best agent always got all the business, in my market, there's 11,000 agents. We wouldn't still see agents who are really top agents still take pictures with their cell phone. Right. Like if a consumer could determine who's better, that agent would never get business. So clearly that's not how they're making a decision. They're mm-hmm. making a decision based off how do how much do I like this person, but how trustworthy are they? And the trustworthy person, exactly what you're talking about, Tyler, which I love the example in sports, the trustworthy person is the person that's practiced. And when they get a question from a seller, they're not like, oh, uh, I mean, uh, that's a really good question. I'm not really sure. It's, mm-hmm. oh, I prepared for that. Right. Oh, great question. Here's what I think is the best approach for you here, right? Or whatever. Hey, Garrett, what about this? Well, that's a phenomenal question. This is what we typically do, right? It's the person who's prepared to react to whatever the situation brings. That's what practice does. They're going to choose you based off whether they trust you. They're not going to trust you. I'm not going to trust a, a roofer when I say, well, what about when, you know, you guys run into this spot and I'm a little bit worried that, you know, that plywood over there is soft. Oh, uh, I don't know. I would need to ask. Oh, I mean, okay. I assume you should know that answer, right? Like you're not hired, right? So it's the reality of practice means we are prepared. We show up as more trustworthy and that's how ultimately they're going to make a decision. That's what we teach. That's exactly what we teach. And that's what we encourage people to understand. That's how they need to show up. That's the importance of practice. So agents check it out on Thursday. And if you're listening to this after the fact, go check out the episode with Jim Rimley. 
phenomenal. Just a great, brilliant man. We hope this has been impactful. As Tyler said, we could talk about this for hours, but we hope this is impactful. Go out and practice, practice more, practice harder, practice by yourself, practice with your friends, practice wherever, with your spouse, with your kids. It doesn't matter. Get out and practice and just work on getting better, a little bit better every day. It's ultimately how we have success consistently. Just improve a little bit, practice, practice, practice. We hope that's encouraging to you agents. Thank you so much for sharing this with your other agent friends that can be encouraged in this way as well. Like Tyler said, we're here because we want to serve. That's literally the only reason we're here. We want to serve you. Tell people about this episode. Tell people about this podcast. We would greatly appreciate it. Agents, we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to Serving Not Selling. And especially thank you for sharing the show with other salespeople and reviewing the show on your favorite podcast app. Every time you share the show, you are potentially changing someone's life. And if you're loving this whole business by relationship approach and you want help to start your own Perfect 36 Touch system, we can do most of that work for you. Just go to businessbyrelationships.com backslash chat to grab a time to chat with me to see if we're a good fit. And stay tuned for the next episode of Serving Not Selling.